This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. Welcome to the College Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Mike Gregg. This is our full-time show of Holmes 1-0 loss to Brentford. Mike is leaving Griffin Park. He'll be joining me in just a second. This was just a terrible performance by Fulham, losing to Brentford. Brentford were the better team, which is start there, and I'm just very disappointed by the result. Mike was there to watch it, so I'm bringing Mike on right now. Mike. What are your initial thoughts of this 1-0 loss for Fulham against Brentford at Griffin Park? Uh, well, initially, I'm fuming, Russ, I have to say. Um, I'm literally walking through the crowds as we talk now. And uh, I just can't believe that we're third before today with a performance like that. That's absolutely awful. It really was, Mike. And I said to you this before we started recording the best way I could describe this to you, and it's funny because Gentleman Jim and Jamie were talking about this as well. They weren't pulling any punches. They were telling it like it is, and I'm going to tell you exactly what they said. They were basically saying that Brentford were the better side. I think you're going to agree with me on that, but they played together as a team. Every pass, there was a man there. They were really flowing the ball up the pitch, whereas when you watched Fulham with the ball, it just seemed like there was no idea what they were going to do with it. Brentford had a plan. More importantly, they played together as a team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I was sat with uh, with friend Owen, who's on the uh, trust board, and we both agreed that uh, we're looking at the 11 players out there, and uh, they just um, they didn't know each other. They exactly. didn't have a plan. Um, it was very simple. 
and no one's moving. Movement was awful, dreadful today. And uh, we just, I don't know, <laughs> I'm just staggered by it. I mean, there was one stage there while the subs were going on that we basically, I counted three players out of position in the fact that he changed the formation and he had AK, who is a striker, on yep. the right wing. He had, <laughs> I mean, I'm losing track of it all anyway, but <laughs> there were just players all over the place who were, were not in there, but that's it. So he had AK on the right. Yep. He had, uh, you know, he had um, Cab behind him, behind Mitro. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just walking away. I'm just absolutely... The, the thing that's got me, Russ, is... Yes. I'm looking at that team today. I'm looking at the talent we have. We have the best striker. I've no doubts we have the best striker in the championship. And you can't create the guy a pass. Can't create him a shot to have. We're just lumping balls up. At times, it looked like Hutchinson to Matt Smith. Oh, boy. The type of balls we were just like, It was that bad. And... Uh, and I have to mention at the end, Russ, I know we can talk about a few of the chances, but I have to say I'm absolutely fuming at Parker. And okay, go ahead, Mike. At, at the end, players are going down the tunnel, and at Brentford they have to walk past the away end. And fair enough, he's telling all the players to come back. And you see managers do that all the time, get the players to come back so they give the away fans a clap. Right. But what he did was... He brought all the players back. He brought them towards the away end, and he stayed in the middle of the players as they walked to the away end and then down the tunnel. He used them as a shield from the abuse he was getting from the fans. Really, absolutely cowardly, cowardly act in my wow. in my view. And I know that's strong, and I'm really angry about. It. I've never seen a manager do that. I'm not saying you should get the sack or anything like that. Okay, but I, I, honestly. You know, I mean, that appalling performance today. You know, what did we have? We had one shot from Christie. We had right. one cross at the head of header from Reed. But beyond that, nothing. And Mike, we, gave we barely created anything. Chances, countless chances they had. And right. uh, the subs, I mean, what was going on taking Johansson off? It was probably one of our better players. Not that it was really hard today. But... Um, how he stuck with a couple of the players out there, I just do not know. And uh, I think he's run out of ideas in some way, you know. Um, I think he's trying to mix and match, shuffle the pack of cards and, and try and come up with the answer. And <laughs> we look Nothing's least... working, Mike. No. I no. said last week on Twitter it was the most underwhelming uh, promotion challenge I've ever seen. And... <laughs> <laughs> the amount of talent, there is talent. I don't care what anyone says. You have people like Knockart, Cav, Mitro, Kamara, Kearney. We should be doing so much better. We should be playing better football. And I'm uh, not buying. Absolutely, mate. I'm not buying we have injuries or anything like that. They are good enough. And for whatever reason, they're just not playing as a team. No, and they're not, mate. They were better than us today. They were hungrier. Their movement off the ball was 10 times better than we were. We're like a team playing drafts or chess, you know, right. step by step. Get the ball, pass it. Simple passes like you're playing FIFA. Uh, you know, there's nothing ambitious about what we're doing. 
And no, it's very conservative, Mike. The approach compared to the approach of Brentford, how many players did they have in the box at a time? They were basically coming at us in waves. And you look at the exact opposite approach. It's this very conservative, and I said to you, pass it to the right. Try to get it further up, then pass it back, then pass it sideways, pass it to the other side. It's so slow and meticulous that you really it's really the road to nowhere, Mike. Whereas Brentford had a purpose. I think it's one thing that had a purpose. Like you said, they were hungrier, and they just created opportunity after opportunity. It's amazing, Mike, that you're leaving Griffin Park, and they only lost 1-0. Well, yeah. I mean, once again, I mean, what did we discuss a couple of weeks ago about Rodak and my view that if you're man and match keepers, you're giving them too many shots. Well, again today, what's he made? At least, at least three really good saves. And, yes, he did. Yeah. And what's their keeper done? Did he even break sweat? I doubt it. You know? Not at all, and, Mike. Just, uh, just so you know, Brentford had seven shots on target. <laughs> it's just pathetic. It really is pathetic. And uh, I, I had a really, you know, I mean, I've... There was a lot of criticism early on in the season when we were playing, probably overplaying the ball and keeping yep. it and, and doing pretty much what you But we're not even doing that now. Yes, at the back we knock it around, but we just can't keep the ball. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, really, to be honest. I mean, I'm, it's well known that I'm no fan of his. And, uh, you know, it's three losses in a row following four wins. And we've got Leeds next week. But it, it, you know, there has to be doubts in people, in the people in charge mind about what's going on. If they, if they, banked everything on top two, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen right now, Mike. If they banked on um, playoffs, then they really have to be worrying about it because what we saw out there today was pathetic. There's no other word for it. That's the best word to describe it, Mike. It really is. Wasn't good. No. Definitely it wasn't good, good enough, and uh, we were a little bit better in the second half, maybe. But the subs again, I, I just think we were appalling. And, uh, and and I hate to say it, but I think he played. I think he played Kenny, who I don't think was fit. And to be quite frank, Kenny was hiding at times yep. from throw-ons and stuff like that. And that's not just my view; that's people in the ground around me. Because we're right. saying it, people are turning around and saying. Yep, you're absolutely right. He's not moving for the ball. And uh, there's something wrong. Something. I don't know what it is, but there is. Okay, excellent, Mike. All right, coming up, I'm going to get Mike's thoughts on the goal for Brentford. And also, was there a turning point in this match? Okay, Mike, let's now go to the goal from Brentford. And you get a good view of this because, again, this was just a bad goal to give up, and this is just one of a good amount of opportunities Brentford had. They were going to score at some point, but what were your thoughts when you were watching this goal from Brentford? Well, it was about a five-minute spell, I think, before the goal where we just kept giving them the ball, and I think they had a chance, if I remember rightly, just before that as well. But, you know, the ball goes down our left. Cross comes in, and we're shouting, you know, watch the man, watch the man. And Christie's nowhere. I think he had two men. And uh, it was a simple goal for them in the end. And there's too many of We saw it last week. Last week, almost a carbon copy. Ball comes right. across, goal. Guys there at the back to put it in. And 
yeah, it's a repeat. Run last week's go and this week's go and I think you're going to see the same thing. It was interesting. In the first half, we saw a lot of Christie basically left on his own with two people. Right. Cav wasn't helping him at all. Um, Mawson, I'm not sure if he was meant to be going with the second man or, or not, but it, it, he was just outnumbered too much there. Um, I feel sorry for Christie, you know. Uh, I know he's had a lot of abuse from fans and stuff right. like that. I'd have to watch the replay to see who was really at fault for that goal. Um, but I just felt he was left exposed um, for it. So, you know, it's difficult for me to put pinpoint why why we let that goal in. But it was coming. That was, that was Yes, amazing. I was going to say that, mate. Yeah, totally. And, it was uh, totally coming, and like I said, what's interesting about giving up the goal is uh, the pressure didn't stop there. And again, Fulham are fortunate that they went into the half down 1-0 because uh, uh, Watkins hits the post in the 30th minute. You have that opportunity. And then uh, Janssen hit the post in stoppage time. So for Fulham to get out of that first half down 1-0 was a little bit of a minor miracle. But, Mike, I want to go back to you because – it's funny, you are right. We talked about the fact that Marek Rodak being your man of the match, there's something wrong if he's going to be your man of the match. I was trying to understand you at the point when you mentioned that. I think I understand it now, Mike. In fact, in fact, I know I understand it now because I thought the defense in general, Mike, was dreadful, was terrible. How many loose passes did you see from Moss and from Reem? I thought Reem had a horrible match. Yeah, he did, but um, I think they all did. And, and that's where I go back to my point about there must be issues because every player just played bad balls and or bad passes, um, you know, to, to space where there wasn't a player or to just, just to a, someone who had a red and white shirt on. And that, that was from, you know, right back to all the way up to the centre forward. Um, just something... They just don't know what they're meant to be doing, I think. It almost looks right. like a... I commented last week about we look like a Sunday team, you know, or right. kids team. That's what I said, just chasing after the ball. And today we look like a team that had been picked on a Sunday morning and they had never met each other. And they that's just, what it feels like watching play. it, Mike. They don't they're look like playing. they know how to play together. No. They, doesn't seem, they seem confused. It doesn't yeah. seem to be a, we're going to play this way or that way. It's just, that's the team. Go out, play your football. But no urgency. You know, there was a particular, there was a little row of throw-ons we had in the first half where we yep. were all hiding, didn't win the ball. And it was noticeable when they got a throw-in. It was like taking quickly, straight to their man. They didn't lose the ball, but we lose it all the time. And uh, it's little things like that which cause the frustration from the fans because you're not seeing the uh, commitment. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, too many Brentford games I come away from <laughs> absolutely angry. Um, this is up there. This is up there with the Daz Richards game. <laughs> oh, boy, Mike. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Let me ask you this, Mike, because uh, while we're yeah. talking about this, and I've said this, and I've tweeted this out, that I am don't want the Parker out stuff. I'm still Parker in. 
but he has to take responsibility along with the players. The players are not performing to their level. So the players have to look at themselves. But I also have to look at Scar Parker. I am looking at Scar Parker. Is he putting these players in the best position to succeed? What I'm seeing, like you said, is 11 strangers. I want to put the blame on the players, but I'm still going to put it on Parker. I, I will give him time to figure it out. But is it fair to put a good amount of pressure on Parker along with the players? Totally, because a manager wants the praise when you when you win, and he has to take the flat when you lose. And uh, it's preparation. That's that's what I think is wrong. Somewhere we are just getting our preparation wrong. We are slow okay. out of the blocks far too often, and we are outsmarted by other coaches. Um, I appreciate he's learning, but he's been in the game. <laughs> You know what? Since he was 14, 15, and he's he's got his assistant he wanted next to him. He has right. an old head. He has an old head in Stuart Gray next to him as well. Um, you know, so, so it's it's preparation. I really do think you speak to most Fulham fans, and I think we'd all agree. What well, 22 games? How many games have we actually started? First 15 minutes. You know, on top of a game. <laughs> And I mean on top of a game. How often? No, exactly. So, you know, I think think you said a word earlier on, which uh, maybe we were too cautious or too safe. You also look at his, you look at his team, no, his pre-match sort of comments. It's always about they're a tough team we're going to play. They're going to be strong, blah, blah, blah. And it's not about our strengths. It's, It's almost like his mentality is, Everyone's going to give us, everyone's going to better than us. And, you know, and I'm not saying you should, you should say, oh, yeah, it's going to be an easy game. We're going to win it. Right. But it's about, it's about building a culture and an atmosphere and a positivity that you need men- mentally to go into these type of games. And I just wonder if he's over, over worried by what other teams can do. And, uh, and maybe that's part of the, What's wrong in the preparation? I don't know. I'm just, you know, yeah. maybe he's worried too much about what other teams can do than what we can. And I go back to my point that I said in the first minute or so, which is we have the best striker in the league and we don't give him the ball. And that's the problem. It's we crazy, Mike, watching him in this match. The footage I saw of Mitro by himself, again, there's no one around him. And what is going on where you've got, like you said, a premier striker and you are not getting him involved enough and you're not getting players around him to help him get involved in the match. He's by himself. And you can see the frustration from Mitro. Well, yeah, everyone's like 20, 25 yards away, if not further. You no know, one's there. Right like, <laughs> yeah, it's right playing the ball up to him, but he's got no one to lay it off to. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're chasing a game, go 4-4, go 4-2-4, 4-4-2, but put right. somebody next to him. And that's what I can't understand. You know, he brings Kamara on and puts him out wide. You know, he should be putting him right next to him and, uh, right. or someone next to him to feed off. And, uh, but no, instead we're asking him to play with his back to the, back to the goal constantly. And I'm not saying he's not good at it. Right. He can't do it with four or five players around him. You know, so... Very good I point. Mean, uh, Very good point. Yeah, I mean, we've got... He's got a week now to lead... And what a game that's going to be for him. You know, three losses. <laughs> Leeds are on a roll. Uh, they're, going to, they're fit. They're on it for 90 minutes. We know how fragile we are. 
in in the last few minutes of the game. Um, we we need to be. I, I I don't know what the mentality of Tony Khan and and, and the Khans will be, but you know next week is the halfway point of the season. Right. And there's a danger that we're not going to be in the top six. And really, with the money invested, yes, a lot of them are loans, but they're being paid good money. And they all have potential fees as well. Right. He, he needs a win. Because I wouldn't want to be going in, I wouldn't want to be going into Boxing Day, looting away, a small little ground. Yes, their form isn't good. I haven't seen how they've done this weekend, but you know, that's the kind of ground where we know as a a very weak sort of uh, mentality that we seem to have, we could be looking at five losses in a row. Oh, which boy, for me is... A, That's your fear. Yeah. You know, we need a result next week. Absolutely need a result. Okay. And Excellent, big play, And our big players have to turn up. I agree, Mike, because they're not. But and then I have to ask myself, I think it's twofold. It's on the players because they're not play into their ability, but also, um, like you said, Mike, is it preparation? Are they prepared to play against these opponents? Are they ready to go? Because they start off so slowly, it's so conservative, it's safe, it's not on the front foot. It's not like, I'm going to take it to Brentford. The only thing that they did was they seemed to press Brentford, but what about, you know, again, it's a mentality thing. They, They are just so conservative in nature that, I just think that they're thinking about the next move instead of just playing. When you watch Brentford play, they're all like on the same wavelength. They all know where each other's going to be. And these players are not at the level, the talent level that Fulham have. I think that's the part that really gets me. Before I let you go, where do you see what was the turning point? Was it the goal or was it before the goal? Because like you said, you could feel that it was coming. Well, there wasn't really a turning point because we we never really got going at all. I mean, just, you know, True. from the first first kickoff, nothing happened. So the turning point happened in the dressing room, I feel, because we just came out with the, with the wrong wrong mentality. Yeah. And uh, lots, of, lots of older Fulham fans talk about the Hodgson handbrake, you know, the way we played under Hodgson. You know, he was, we played a specific type of football pretty much within ourselves, but it got results. And there almost seems to be like a Parker handbrake. And we're playing within ourselves, very cautious, when we have a lot of flair players. And I think we need to release that flair. We need to I let totally them agree, do Mike. Because something is holding them back, and I don't know what it is. It's a great point because, listen, I love Roy Hodgson, especially on the road. Like you said, I can understand what you're saying about the handbrake. But... I don't understand why he would be doing it to these players that have so much ability. Let them play. And that's the way I'm looking at it because it just seems like he is uh, setting them up to play a certain way, not playing to their strengths. And I think that's why we see what's going on because the players on Brentford, they have a lot of skill too, but they're, they're, they don't have the ability that some of these phone players have. But if you watch them, you see how they play. Why aren't Fulham playing that way? I think, I think that, that's one of the things that, that really irritated me about this match because, you know, Brentford played good football. We should be playing good football too, and we're just not, and we were second best by a mile, Mike, and that's the way I look at it. All right, 
My friend, final thoughts before I let you go. Final thoughts are any team that has Cavalero, Knockout, Mitrovic, Bobby Reed, Tom Kearney in their team should be doing better than should be playing better than we are. Um and we should be getting more out of them and we're not and that I'm afraid you have to put that down to tactics and coaching and preparation. And so the it's laid firmly at Parker's door to find the solution to that. I totally agree, Mike. And I'm glad that you said it that way because again we I've been inundated with people with Parker out. I understand it, but he needs to fix what he's doing wrong. He's not getting the most out of his players. It's at his doorstep right now. It's up to him to get them to play at their level and then the players to play. So for me, it's split. It's on the players, but it certainly is on Parker and his coaching staff too to get the most out of them. They certainly are not. They're not performing nearly to the level that they should be. So I agree with you with your final thought. All right, my friend, let's wrap this up. For Mike Gregg, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.